Welcome to the Draft Doctors Podcast, your home of weekly draft content. Now here's Steve, Jono, Cam, and the Statesman. G'day everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Draft Doctors. I'm your host Stevie Fears as we approach trade period. It's uh, it's all heating up and social media is just an absolute dumpster fire, wouldn't you agree, Jonathan Crockett? Oh, certainly, certainly would, especially when you just see a quote from Matt Randell. It's just like, keep on scrolling, buddy, because whatever you got to say and sell, I ain't fucking buying it because that stuff is just horrendous. Absolutely. How is he Collingwood's list manager? Seriously. I- I don't know, man. It's um, jobs, jobs for the boys, I guess. But... I can see why they've been in so much trouble the last, what, three or four years, I'd imagine. Just... I just look forward to uh, the new reality series, Matt Randell's Fat Camp. <laughs> you see uh, that? Just calling everyone fat. Well, pretty that's much. Interesting. Um, but yeah, of course, look, a lot of, lot of, lot of uh, news trying to be created, but we did have to say goodbye to one of the best to ever do it. Uh, one of our absolute favorites here at the draft, Doctor's a class act. And he went out in style, Jono, and of course, uh, Jack Redden. Woo! Yeah, it's, it's, it, I think that shocked everyone. Like He had a contract on the table and he goes, nah, I'm, I'm done. Like I think you know, I was reading he's got business interests and young family, he just wants to spend time with them. So, And why would you want to play for that rabble of a club when they're nowhere near contention? Good yeah, it's good. Yeah, absolutely. I also Joshua retired. But on today's show, we're talking breakouts. Uh, everyone loves a good breakout candidate. Uh, not not so much a sleepers thing. Just guys that we think you can take the next step. Some of these guys, I think, Jono, they'll they'll take the next step, and they might still not be relevant. Yeah, uh, look, it's a big ask on some of these guys that I've got, but it, you know, anything's possible if you spin the right story, Steve. And you're selling it right, people are going to buy it, aren't they? Well, that's true. I, I look at a lot of these guys, and they seem to be—they're not inside mids. And I think it's really hard to um, be fantasy relevant if you're stepping up from say a 35 average. Like if you crack 70, you're probably done well. But if you're a mid only, you're probably still not finding your way onto many lists. That's true. I've, look, we're doing three each, and I've got one inside mid. Yeah, fair half. enough. One and a half. Yeah, Cam was supposed to join us today, and he did give us his uh, three breakouts. He have, he pulled up sick in the end, so he didn't didn't join us. He had Max Holmes. What are your thoughts on Max, Jono? Yeah, well, we were talking in the uh, the group chat, and he said he only averaged fifty five, and I'm just like, holy crap! Like, you know, the way everyone's talking him up, I thought he averaged, you know, anywhere between eighty five to a hundred, but it must have been maybe his last ten or so games that he's really knocked it out of the park to to get on the radar, I'd imagine. But if that's the case, then I'll have to do a bit more research into him. Yeah, the the fantasy community sort of... Um, yeah, he, he had those big games at the end. He had 98, 90, 81, and, and obviously it was pretty good. In the uh, the finals, although he got knocked out or injured in that uh, Brisbane final, so we didn't get to see him get a premiership medal. But yeah, he had a, had a pretty slick end to the year. But again... He, you know, he needs to carry that forward status. Yeah, um, that's right. He'll probably be on the wing. Although there is a bit of opportunity on the inside. We'll see what happens down at the Cats. He had Jeremy Sharp potentially moving over to Frio, who have lost some wings. So, John, it looks pretty good one. Well, there's that. And also, yeah, I mean, he's done pretty well there, Jeremy Sharp. But there's going to be, I think, depending on how they trade, there's going to be 
maybe three or four guys fighting for those two spots um, going forward. I, I don't know if Cam mentioned him, but Nathan O'Driscoll coming back could be one of them. Real left field one is Lockie Hunter. If the dogs want him out, like he could add some polish to that wing and just go back to his seagulling ways over in Fremantle if that deal gets done, potentially for Roy Lobb coming back if that's how they want to play it. And there is... um. Inside time there with Mundy out as well. So I don't think that's sharp, but... No, but there is an opportunity. That's right. And uh, he also had uh, Dersma from Port. Bit of low-hanging fruit there. Low-hanging fruit, but it actually kind of leads into probably my first guy. Um, I've got Miles Bergman. He's also that midfielder there. And I think with Carl Amon um, now at Hawthorne, it really opens that spot on that sort of halfback wing for either of those two guys. And with Miles Bergman, um, it's good to get the inside track. I know people inside football, and my boss actually knows the Bergman family, and he actually had an opportunity to come back to Victoria, but his old man said, nah, you go, you owe them another two more years to fight it out. So Miles um, is going to stay there and try and fight for that spot. But he put up some pretty good numbers last year, um, played the 10, only the, the 10 games, last year, but the year before that played every game, uh, averaging 68 Supercoach, 69 AFL Fantasy. If he does get that uh, Amon role, Amon was averaging you know, 25, 26 possessions, something like that. A lot of marks off that halfback on that wing role. So, and also kicks goals. So you can bump him up to you know, possibly a 90. Will probably only be a mid only. So going to rely on a lot of outside ball uh, Port are a high-possession team, so the opportunity there for him to really step it up is there uh, for next year. What is it with um, Port Adelaide? Port, the Port Adelaide uh, bringing in players seems to be like the Eston coaching gig. Everyone <laughs> go, goes over, tours the facility, and then... Not for me. No, nah, I was just... <laughs> maybe the grass was greener back at home. <laughs> like it was... Um, did average 69, Bergman. He so. did. Nice. Why would you want to step up from that? That's... Perfect. Absolutely. Only one more for Supercoach. One more. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, so, I might, it might have been 68.6 uh, or something. I didn't. might not have rounded it up for Supercoach. Who knows? Yeah, it's... it's um, Yeah, he's been, he's been pretty solid. We'll say that. Dersma, you know, he's been, he was a funny one because he just came out, lit it up first year uh, and, and kind of has battled since then. Yeah, it... it with Dersma, it could be the fact that they don't know, but do they want him sort of like running through that midfield or do they want him as a forward? It's sort of like being with Butters and Rosie just by the time as a forward to push up. But I think Dersma's body's let him down a little bit as well. But it be interesting to see what happens over the preseason. I think it's down to them two who fight over that spot for Amon. Yeah, so Amon has has uh, that, moved vision. over to Hawthorne. That's gone in free agency. So he scored pretty well. Yeah. Um, in his time at Port Adelaide, like you said, Jono, high possession team. Uh, we love Stinkley <laughs> keeping Absolutely. that style around. So, <laughs> yeah, you can certainly find relevance there. Uh, my first guy, so is that all on Bergman? Yep. Yep. My first guy is uh, Flanders. I think it's Flanders season. Uh, only played the nine games for, for the seniors this year in his third year, uh, scoring 44 Dream Team, or averaging 44 Dream Team and 46 Supercoach. But he was blistering in the seconds, uh, averaging 117 with an obscene finish uh, in the two finals in the, the final home and away season there with 
three straight 150 scores, if you can believe it. He he hasn't got the good role uh, in the seniors. He, he's probably only going to be listed as a mid, but he might sneak that forward status. It's kind of funny if you go on the AFL site, if you take that as gospel he's a forward on one page and then a mid on, on the other. So... Not sure where we're going to land on that one. If he's got the forward status, obviously he flies up the charts for your rankings, but as a mid only, he might not even get there. But I always think the Suns have been searching for that fourth mid who isn't David Swallow. Like last year, they tried Fiorini. They tried uh, Davies even a little bit. They had a lot of guys run through there and they just couldn't find them. Well, I don't think they had that many, to be honest. Like it's just they sort of had guys pinch it. And in the end, they just went back to Swallow. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think Flanders, the only, the knock on Flanders, like I shouldn't say knock, but the thing is he's not tall. So they've already got Miller who's short, Raul who's short. They've got Anderson who is tall. Davies is tall, so they've tried him consistently. So Flanders isn't isn't tall, he's just six foot. But yeah, with those those scores, he's got the inside game, the outside game. Juice seems to rate him, he talks him up a bit. Uh, so I... I'm pretty comfortable saying Flanders is going to have a have a big pop in his fourth year. Yeah, what that lot, looks like, I don't there's know. There's a whole lot of change going on at Gold Coast. Again, it's a salary dump thing, isn't it, that they need to do? So, if they're getting rid of players, do they have to? Are they over the cap? Or well, not cap, but like player list? Do they have like? Are they over? Like I know early on, like Gold Coast and GWS oh, had, they had like to reduce. Po- yeah, are they still? Yeah. In there? Uh, they're having they oh, look. I don't know the specifics, but they had they they did when they got that um, assistance package. We'll call it. Um, <laughs> they did get an increased list size, and it and it okay. has had to come down. So, so if that's the case, then you know you just fight for your spot. And if he's banging out three one fifties, then you know you're knocking on the door, really, aren't you, to to get in the seniors and cement your spot? Well, I think they're just sort of setting themselves up with that the Lukosius. Those two drafts back-to-back, they've just said, right, this is our nucleus. Mm. Um, we're going to go forward with these. I don't think they want draft picks. They've only had two draft picks the last two years. Wow. Like, aside from academy players. Yeah. Like, they just go, we've got our round one guy, our round one guy, we'll move on. Fair enough. Um, and, well, I mean, they're sort of saying it. Like, you can't just keep drafting heaps of round one guys because they just have – you can't fit them all in. No. Also – you can't give five-year deals to Rory Atkins. <laughs> just... Three more years. Three, Three more years, years of the rat. <laughs> and and they, they just, I assume they just make him host that podcast at this point. And they're like, this is all the value we're getting out of you. <laughs> Whoever he's playing manager is to get five years to play VFL. Done well. Yeah, and that's what, you know, the shit's like these um, Adelaide fans, like, the you know, the Gold Coast should be salty when... Rankin goes back and then they go, oh, what about Nathan Bock? What about Nathan Bock? Well, we we took Rory Atkins. Where's the thanks for that? <laughs> she be saying thank you, Gog. <laughs> anyway, enough about that. Jono, who's your next player? Well, speaking of the Adelaide Crows, uh, Jake Saligo played the 16 matches, averaged the 58 AFL Fantasy and 63 Super Coach. Um, there's, 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 what is it, the... Winds of change are coming, are sweeping through the Adelaide Crows. Matt Crouch, probably going to St Kilda, is what the rumours are, but good luck to that. Ben Keyes moved to the outside slash half forward, so they're, they're looking to rebuild that midfield now. We've seen Rory Laird go through there, and we did see Ben Keyes for a time, but now we've got guys like Saligo, Rochelle, 
um, Schoenberg, they're all going to be fighting for that position. And he looked pretty good in their Saligo. Um, he gets his contested ball. He gets his tackles. Um, if Matt Crouch and Kesey are out of that midfield, there's going to be some balls to um, some ball some possessions there to get. So if he does the contested stuff, he's going to win. He's going to win the ball. Um, do you know what's funny? Jake Saligo actually averages more time on ground than Matt Crouch in his second in his first year. At, just crazy. Yeah, but if he's playing forward, he doesn't come off the ground as much. Matt didn't even play in the second half. He barely played. Barely played, but still, Saligo was rolling through that midfield. Um, more so in the second half when Matt Crouch was out. and that's where oh, he's, Not much. Not much, but it's, it's in, it, it increased. Um, so, look, with improved Adelaide, you think, he's not going to be on your draft board. Like, no, no one's looking at him, really, unless you, he's a late-round flyer. Like, I'll be taking him as a late-round flyer. If he pops... Um, it's good. If not, you're just throwing back in the pool. But he looked pretty impressive in some of his games last year. Yeah, that's fair enough. I can get on board with that. He'll have that forward status. So, mm. um, yeah, I don't know. They're a funny team, Adelaide. I'd expect them to improve as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, fair enough. Um, my next player is Lockie Ash. Um, probably, ah, look, I'll, I'll declare it's a bit of low-hanging fruit because um, he sort of popped in his second season. But I think a lot of that was the fantasy community was on that pop. Like, we were, mm. he, so he didn't. He really only averaged at seventy-seven. I think like he hasn't even averaged as much as Dersma last year, or well, this year I should say. He averaged sixty-five Dream Team, fifty-nine Super Coach. Played the fifty-two games. Uh, so he's had the run with like he started. He popped as a defender, but he's gone into the midfield. Had the run with roles. Spent some time on the wing. And I, I often look for the guys who. Get given the assignments. I think it's, it's an it's um, an education, Jono. It's no, an education. I agreed on it. Like, yeah, you, you look at guys like Canelio, like Matt Boyd comes to mind. Even I think took Sen- took. They're all given like tagging roles early on in their careers, and then they just become bona fide uh, midfielders. Yeah, so I, I I think being in the midfield with that, he's he's fine. He does inside things. He does outside things. Uh, Obviously, the the losses are where we're looking here. Tarano's gone, Hopper's gone, Matt DeBoer's retired, uh, Tanner Bruins probably out. So there's a there's a bunch of guys who are out. And then, you, like Steve Cornelio and Lockie Whitfield, haven't exactly got the most spotless injury record. When we <laughs> all things considered, I know Hopper didn't score heaps for fantasy this year, but he still sucked up fifty two percent CBAs when he was there. Tarano forty four percent, Brune even twenty seven percent, so wow. it, quite high for a forward, um, and and some pretty big scores with Tarano and and uh, all that. So I, I really think like Lucky Ash, pick four, running machine, fourth year, they need a, a young player to step up. I think it's him. You could probably look at um, like Callahan didn't didn't have much of a run even in the VFL last year, so have um, a pretty pretty solid four there. Now you'd think in that GWS midfield with Kelly, Cornelio, Green and you could throw in an Ash. Well you could. I think they can also go to Perryman. Perryman and maybe Toby at times maybe, but you'd probably want him more forward than in the midfield. Yeah, I can't see him really getting in the midfield and, and you know, you got Whitfield probably on one wing. It'll be interesting. I mean, they got a new coach, so you don't know what he's going to do. Obviously, he'll have goes, some time. If he goes the Richmond model, that's pretty 
like the old Damien Hardwick model's pretty locked in as a solid four to five, really, that they ran through. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see, but um, obviously there's just so much opportunity there. I, I can really see Ash being relieved of his tagging duties. <laughs> I don't think Richmond really used to tag it too much over the years, so no. we'll see what happens there. Yeah, no, I've been a big fan of Ash. Um, might even be the DPP as well, I'd say. I think he had defender status. Oh, I don't, don't think so. Don't I think, think he's just pure mid. But it's just he's he's got the opportunity for inside mid-time in mm. my mind. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Yeah, speaking of inside mids, um, I'm going with Josh Ward. In his first year, average 71 AFL Fantasy, 64 Supercoach, um, playing the 14 games. Did play early on the year. Didn't really do too much. Um, and then got the Sarsaparilla. And then he returned in round 17 and went on a bit of a tear for about a three-week, four-week period, even, maybe even longer. Um, in that time, he knocked out two AFL Fantasy tons with a score of 133. And his super coach um, had three nineties, with one of those being ninety nine. So um, again, we're looking at the change uh, at Hawthorne. We think Tom Mitchell is moving out the door. Jager and Mira um, lost time in that midfield, so there is an opportunity there. He wins his own ball. Um, he marks. He tackles. His kick to uh, handball ratio is pretty good. Uh, I think Mitchell. Sam Mitchell is going to use him and Newcomb, you know, the one-two punch over the next... They're building that midfield around the, him and Newcomb, and he just looks like an absolute weapon. Um, does a lot of things, uses the ball well, uh, gets involved in play. So inside midfield for the next 10 years, Josh Ward, I think he can really step it up like another preseason in the gym. Like we've seen Newcomb still had that puppy fat uh, last year. He, he still looked a bit uh, green, but... He looked really good in Newcomb, so I'm there with Ward in his second year just to really step it up a notch. Yeah, I love this love this one, Jono. Uh, completely with you. And the th- one thing I always look for um, with players is do they have the ability to average eight combined marks and tackles a game? So it doesn't really matter if it's six and two one way or the other. But if you can combine, if you can get to that eight number, you're in pretty good shape. So that's why I like Ash. He really does that. Yeah. Um, and, and Ward. No, I'm saying Ward does oh, it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah especially yeah. You, you look at that once he came back in at the end of the year. Like, he didn't get heaps of inside mid-time, but he was making the scores count, like seven seven marks and five tackles, six, three yeah. and three, six and five, three and four, four and one, seven and five. Like, you're doing the inside the and outside. That's Yeah, that's yeah. work rate. Like, yeah, coaches absolutely. love that. So, I'm completely with you there. Where do you reckon he'd go next year? In... What a draft! In a, a draft, starter yeah. keeper. In a draft, he's going at the arse end because he's going to be mid only. Yeah, he's averaged what seventy two and sixty one. So he'll he'll be down the bottom, round eighteen onwards. Yeah, yeah start up keeper, he'd be right at the top. You'd imagine. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. Not the very top, but up the top. Uh, I don't know. Surely you got to be picking like your Clayton Oliver. It'll be interesting where he goes in, like say a. Um, you know, the keeper redraft, if he was there. Yeah, it'd be interesting to have a look at look at that. Is he kept? Is he not? Depending on the size of your keeper, obviously. Mm. That's mm. it. Have you got Josh one more? Or? Yeah, yeah. So my last one is Marcus Windiger from... Uh, is that how you pronounce it? 
No, I don't think so. I say Wind Hager. Yeah. Wind Hager. I don't know. We need BT to give us a ruling on this one. <sighs> I try not to watch too much St Kilda. It's um, it's bad for the soul, Jono. Bad to, for the yeah, soul. I don't, it, they're one of the teams I just don't enjoy watching. Just don't I just watch. don't enjoy them as a club. Oh, they're up there. They're up there with me. I'll enjoy them as a club. No, complete poverty club. <laughs> anyway, Saints fans. <laughs> Winnegar played 18 games, uh, average 47 and 45. Did have three sub games in there, so his average does tick up a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it seems to have some good mark and tackle numbers. Uh Performed well, held his spot, kept guys like Burns out of the team. Did get some run with roles, like we're sort of talking about with um, Ash. Did get some run with roles at the end. Performed okay, still scored in that role. Possibly a few Saints out with Hill and Clark and God knows what else. So there is some opportunity there, but they they obviously have some returning guys like Dan McKenzie's probably going to come back from injury and settle in and. The idea of Mason Wood and who knows what else is going on there. But yeah, he, I mean, he, he's going to be mid only. I think he's a real tough. This is exactly the sort of player I think he can go up to, say, a 70 average and he's still not relevant. But it's a 20 point jump. So that's right. Yeah, he looked good in a few of the games he played. I know, played him in the off brand a couple of times and he actually looked like him and Jack Steele together in that midfield. It looked good. So. Yeah, he did attend some CBAs at the end of the year. I think 56, 77, 69, 83% um, yeah. in four of the last five rounds. So I'm not not sure that's his natural home. But, you know, the Saints have got some questions. Like, are they going forward with guys like Zach Jones and, you know, others? What's Gresh Billings. doing? Did yeah, he get injured I mean, at the end? Or? Who? Did Gresh? Did, I thought he got Gresh really... is always injured. Yeah, I thought he got seriously injured again at the end of the year oh did he yeah cause I know because Ross didn't play him in the grand final ah yeah so I'd have to check that one out but yeah a couple of other little breakouts potentially right uh, knee yeah maybe there you go um, uh, Sam Darcy from the Bulldogs he could absolutely brain it if he doesn't get bevoed um, he looked really good in the handful of games he played and also I think He's been talked up a lot because he actually played pretty well in the finals. This is uh, Darcy Wilmot as well. He looks like a real goer in that back line as well. Oh, up at Brisbane. Yeah. It's funny. He has no... Because he played three finals. Oh, no games. <laughs> no, no super coach or AFL fantasy average. It's tough to get pick a Brisbane Lion like if they're going to bring in stud players. Yeah, well, who's it? Dunkley. Well, Jack Gunson's already gone. I don't get the Jack Gunson one. I'd really. I suppose. Well, if Mick stays out. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be. be one last be, chance at glory. Why not? Why not? You're getting pretty pretty good service. And he'd be the third third banana down there, you'd think. I get. Yeah, yeah, he would be. Yeah. Oh, God. Dream life. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's always tough with these breakouts to actually... I mean, you really want that inside role or, you know, cushy half-back role, so... Yeah, it's probably why we haven't really spoken about any forwards or anything like that. Well, you need that forward status, don't you? Yeah. What? So a guy like Flanders would be brilliant. 
change would be interesting is Lloyd Meek if he got to Hawthorne. Oh, hell yeah. He's another one in breaking out. If he gets there, just pff, top five Ruckman. Thank you. Yeah, the problem is that Hawthorne system, or whatever you want to call it. I don't think they're playing Reeves and Lynch if they're getting dedicated Ruckman. Oh, no, I meant they all just kind of scored like shit. Yeah, but are they top line Ruckman? Nah. Nah, I guess not. It'd be interesting if Dylan Moore stays in there, in the midfield. Mm. He's another one, so... Well, he's... I mean, you wouldn't say he's a breakout. (laughs) No, you wouldn't say he's a breakout, but yeah. He'd be like the number one forward on the board, potentially. Absolutely. No. Anyway, we didn't do questions. I didn't even bother answering. Uh, It's... it's, Look, it's people, we're recording on Saturday. It's, It's Saturday. I don't... You know, come on. Yeah. Have a life on the Saturday. We're working here. Working here. <laughs> working to get my first beer into me. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm trying to save up money for Melbourne. I should say it's save. I'm just like not spending money. Anyway, listeners, that's our breakout show. Why don't, when, you, when we put this up on Twitter or whatever, you can uh, tell us your breakouts. Absolutely. Love to hear it. Yeah, and then we'll get into some trades. Thank Christ. I, I actually just, I can't. I can't get interested like these people are so interested, Jono, because it just, it's October. It doesn't matter. No. Like, I'm happy to wait. This whole week of, you know, let's do mega trade 6,000 where, you know, it's an 18, every club's involved with this, that, and the other. Like, I don't care. I don't care. Like, just, you know, Friday afternoon was Carl Amon's gone to Hawthorne and they get a second rounder. I'm like, cool. That's all I need to know. Move on. Yeah. That's, yeah, I don't need I don't need the rumor. I just like I'll just deal with it at the fact at the end. Exactly, because there's no games for six months. No, and that's what I was speaking to someone about. What the AFL's good at, they just fill fill time, fill space. Yeah, well, it's the NFL. Yeah, it's it's that's what sports try to do, isn't it? That's right. It's funny though, because like you just see the hot takey stuff, and it's, it was. Oh, I'll talk to you about this. Is like we saw the the Kane Corns did that run right. You know, to raise charity money or whatever it was. Yeah, and people were like, "Oh, you can't bag out Kane. He's a good bloke." Blah blah blah. Doing all this. And it's like you see the the shit takes he has to like a deadline mm. uh, in every show, and you go, the, "This is my problem with this." Is like I shouldn't say problem, but the way I see it is like if you're playing the role of a troll, right? You're you're there's no sincerity behind it. It's no, it's, it's it, not. It's disingenuous, it's right? It's a gimmick. Yeah, yeah. It's disingenuous. So when you do something that is genuine, like say run money, like it's it's complete opposite with the character that you've created. Yeah. So I sort of don't understand. Like, I, it's just it's not like when Shane Crawford, you know, Shane Crawford was always just the lad. The Larry Everyone Cannon. liked him. Yeah, yeah Billy, exactly. Same Billy Brown. just plays that, the, the clown, yeah. the fool. Yeah. And so when Shane Crawford did the cycle from whatever the cycle was he did. Across the nullable, whatever it was, yeah. It was like, it was a genuine thing, but that was the character he play, played, whereas like, you know, there's complete juxtaposition between Kane doing the, the good guy thing Kane. when you're, yeah, exactly. And I'm sure he's a great person and a lovely guy, but he doesn't play that part. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get it. I get it. 
I just found it super weird. It sort of tied into what we were doing with the Adelaide thing. It was just, it wasn't genuine. It wasn't, it was just trolling. It's just like, ah, we might just move on from that shit. It's just, yeah. It's, it's hard to know with Kane because he's so poker face. Like, it's hard to tell if he is actually being serious when he does all that trolling stuff or it is the character. Like, he does play, like you said, plays it very well. And like, I like, I like, I like the role he does. Like, I think he can do that. I just look, put it, like, because he's a big wrestling fan, right? He's playing. Yeah. The he- he's playing the heel. Turn, turn, good guy. Turn heel. It's yeah, but it's it's Roman Reigns. No one, no one gives a <laughs> shit. <laughs> or John Cena. <laughs> you know, you're not the good guy. You're the heel. Yeah. It's like Dangerfield. Just embrace the heel. Oh, oh god, don't get me started on that. Oh, that's funny. Seven AFL have just tweeted out which player will have a breakout season in 2023. Shit, they're onto us, Steve. They're listening. Oh, man, we should just go through that and we'll be like, <laughs> Russ, Russ, what are you responding to them, Russ? He says, James Robottom and Max Holmes. Come on, Robottom's already broken out. Yeah, agreed. Toby Bedford. Someone's opening my garage door. We'll crash into it. Oh, man, there are some weird choices here. Finn McRae, would it? Yeah, man. Finn McRae, yeah, you can see that. Someone says Hayden Young. <laughs> Cam Rayner. I can't see it happening if they're bringing in. Um, well, I mean, not for fantasy anyway. Yeah. Tom Atkins. Eugle Hagen. Jono. Yeah, it's possible. Possible. No, Great yeah. Western Victorian. Absolutely. Matt Chad Warner's tro- going to break out. <laughs> Hunter Clark. Someone's trolling you there. Yeah. That, oh God. <laughs> right. Oh, someone says Windhager. Who the hell is Toby Conway? Shay Bolton. Already an All-Australian. <laughs> someone says Noah Anderson and LDU. Son, do you watch like football? <laughs> they, man, they'd be great at picking guys who have already... Great at people who have already broken out. We should do yeah, there's that. someone saying Saligo. Archie oh, Perkins. Right. Zach Butters, really? Joel <laughs> Selwood. <laughs> uh, so good. Josh Dacos will overshot. Man, Josh Dacos was about as good as he's going to get this year, I thought. I think so. I he was great. So. Josh A lot of Archie Perkins love. I could mm-hmm. see that. Damien Cupido. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get off social media. <laughs> this is just horrendous. Yeah, LeBron. <laughs> LeBron. <laughs> there is a Jeremy Sharp there. Is there? God, there is. I feel bad when people say that. And Josh Ward. Oh, God. They're listening. Oh, God. They're listening. Marcus Adam. <laughs> Marcus Adam. All right. We should All right. That's going to wrap it up, people. Man, we got to stop this. Yeah. <laughs> um, by the time this comes out, I'll be back in Western Victoria. Thank God. Need a drink and a shower after I leave Melbourne. Damn straight. Might be in the shed again. Oh, no, the tent's up already. Oh, jeez. At least the weather's nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's going to be 20 to 10 to 20 mil on Thursday, so I'll be flooded out of the shed even. Yikes. All right. Thanks, listeners. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Draft Doctors Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review.